You're listening to Generate a Life Well-Lived Podcast. I'm your friend and confidant, Erin Gray. I created this podcast for all the generators in the world to inspire you to live a life that you love and desire, that is in alignment with who you truly are, not who you think you should be. Hey, hey, how are we? I want to talk about money today and specifically about money hoarding. You know, as a generator, we are meant to do work that we love, work that lights us up, work that we feel good about, that nourishes our soul. And one of the things that I have found in my clients, family, friends that are generators is that most of the time we have been doing work that we don't necessarily love. And we just continue to put our head down and muscle through it. And I don't even know if we think about what it would be like to do work that we love and also how many of us have plenty of money right now to take the time off from work, to give ourselves that space, to figure out what it is that we actually do love and to get in touch with our bodies and reconnect with ourselves on a soul level, because in order to do that, that takes time and space. And if you're, you know, going through the motions, you're rushing, you're just trying to, you know, you're like, I call it in this hamster wheel. You're just focusing on like saving as much as you can to just get to the point. So that then you can finally retire to then do the thing you want to do. You're not giving yourself much space to, to think to ask yourself some questions, to get in touch with your body, to check in with your sacral, to see what that even feels like. They spend the little time that they do have thinking about how they can make more money, right? Because we think, okay, if we have more money, then we can finally relax. But you make more money, you have more money. And then ultimately, because we have such fear, right? At a cellular level, in our DNA, I'll talk about that here in a second. We just continue to have more money and then we hoard more money. And I recognize this pattern because I used to be this person. And we're so conditioned in money in so many ways, like through our upbringing is a main one. Most of us were raised by parents who had parents that lived through the Great Depression. And that is a collective trauma that imprinted, that was truly a survival mentality. And that affected, like it was my grandfather, right. That experienced the great depression and him raising my dad through that lens, right. Of you never know when the shoe is going to drop. You might, you know, have to you might not have a job. You might like so much fear got passed down to my dad. And then my dad, right. We all do this unknowingly. We pass it down to our children and it changed how they viewed money and our parents carried it through right to parenting us. And so they might've worked hard and told us that we needed to do so also. And so It came from a loving place. And if we aren't aware, it will continue to affect our money decisions if we allow it. 
And I believe that the driving force of these teachings was really rooted and based in fear and scarcity. Basically, the underlying belief was that there wasn't enough, there isn't enough currently, and there may never be enough. And that is the lens that we view money from until we courageously decide that we want to live with money from an abundant place. Like if we don't ever question our beliefs, these stories that we have been carrying around with us most of the time from generations, right? Cultural beliefs, societal beliefs, our our parental conditioning, and also generational. And what I want you to start to think about is a place where there is always enough. And even if you cannot get from scarcity to abundance. You know, I talk a lot about that might be too big of a jump for your nervous system, but scarcity to sufficiency, like you have enough money today, you have enough money this week. And even though your brain wants to tell you differently that you don't have enough for retirement, that you don't have enough saved, right? You have enough money for today. You have enough money for this month. And really, if we were really to get factual about it, you have enough money for years. But if your brain and your body don't believe that, it doesn't matter. So in the body graph, if you look at your chart, the left side, every you know, if you're obviously you're a generator. So in the middle, at the very bottom, that's the root. And you come up and then that's your sacral. And then you're going to be defined there because you're a generator. If you look to the left, that is the spleen. And the spleen is the center for instinct, for intuition, for survival. It's also ties into our immune system and time. And the spleen has an acute awareness with fear and it operates in the now. So when we think about fear and what the spleen used to help us with, it's very effective, right? I mean, it still does because it's a, it's an awareness center, but fear in the sense of oh, I'm not going to go down this dark alley. I'm getting an intuitive or an instinctive hit that doesn't feel safe. Okay. And you don't go down the dark alley or, you know, your, um, you, you smell some berries and they don't smell as good. And you're like, okay, I'm not going to eat those. Or when you're walking in a crosswalk and you have the right of way and you see a car coming right at you and you run to get to the other side of the street to not get hit by the car. Like those are all useful situations for our spleen because that is the point of the spleen is to keep us alive. Feeling fear with money isn't useful. Continuing to feel that fear keeps us in that place of continuing to feel the fear. It's just like a cycle. And since, you know, money is a vibration, it doesn't help us. Fear doesn't help us receive more money. It actually repels it. It pushes it away. It does the opposite. So within the spleen, there are seven primary fears that come from this center in the spleen. The first one is gate 48, and that is the fear of inadequacy. And so this can show up in several ways. For example, the fear of not having enough money or you spend more money so that you can acquire more information because you, because you feel inadequate about your lack of knowledge. So you continue to spend more money to try to acquire more information, but you don't actually take the action to do the thing for, for the learning that you have done. 
Gate 57 is the fear of the future, like the unknown. And when we haven't developed our own sense of safety and security within, our fear of the future can be downright terrifying. I have this gate both in my conscious and my unconscious side. So it's on my mind side and it's on my body side. So it's kind of like double, a double doozy for me. And it pops up for me all the time. And now I recognize it for what it is fear, right? Not facts. Like I think sometimes we can go down the rabbit hole with our mind and we can just get on that crazy train, or we can sometimes actually what we need is, you know, to get back into the body to really move some of that emotion. And then also to look at it and be like, okay, how much money do I actually have? Do I have enough for today? Because if we aren't aware, we will just, we'll let our minds take us down the crazy train. So if you have gate 57, this might show up for you where you want to save, 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 because you don't know what's going to happen in the future. Think about like saving for a rainy day times like tenfold. Gate 44 is fear of the past. And with this gate, we fear that the past will be repeated. So whether this is something that actually has happened to us and we want to make sure we don't repeat the past, um, like when we were growing up, you know, I think about this, like with the great depression, right? We saw as an adult or generationally, we compensate by hoarding money because we don't want to ever repeat what happened. So gate 50 is the fear of responsibility. So this is either carrying too much or not enough. And in human sign, you know, we have these dualities. We really want to be in the middle, but sometimes we'll show up either one way, all the way to one side or the other until we become aware. And so when we feel like that we are responsible for all the things and all the people. So we want to make sure that we have plenty saved because we feel responsible. So that's one way it might show up for you. Or it might look like you just burying your head in the sand and not taking any responsibility for your money. Like you may abdicate all of your responsibility to your spouse because you don't even want to, you know, have any responsibility with money. Gate 32 is the fear of failure. And this can show up where we are afraid of taking risks. I have gate 32. Um, And, you know, we're afraid of taking the risks or if the risks that we do take don't turn out how we think they're going to. So then we save and hoard money to prevent us from any type of failure. It's basically wanting to avoid failure. So we might be ultra conservative with our money and we keep everything in cash because you don't want to invest anything because when you invest, right, you run the risk of losing because it's in the market. And that's just the way it goes, goes up, goes down. Or it can also look like you invest everything. 828 is the fear of death. Like literally, like you fear getting to the end of your life and it doesn't have any meaning. And so this can sometimes show up as like addictive behavior. So you might purchase things obsessively because it gives you that dopamine hit And that momentary meaning versus actually getting clear on what do you actually value, right? So like a healthy relationship with gate 28 would be like, okay, what do I actually value? And allowing yourself to buy things that are in alignment with your values versus like I mentioned, purchasing things just to give you that dopamine hit because you have that fear of, you know, 
not really having like your, your life, not having the meaning. And then gate 18 is the fear of authority. I think of it like fear of like parents or critics, but I think about this, like also, um, in the government and I'll explain what I mean by that, but maybe growing up, you know, there was a time when you spent your money and I'm air quoting frivolous, frivolously. And so you had a parent that was judgmental or critical of your actions, which maybe then you felt shame or guilt. And then to compensate, you began to save your money as to not, you know, not receive the criticism by your parent. And this can also show up as fearing what someone is going to tell you what to do with your money and like take over. So think about like government changes and tax law changes or financial industry changes like 401k or how the taxes change. And we're saving all of our money currently into qualified retirement accounts and then being afraid like, oh, if they change the tax laws, how is that going to affect me? So you might end up keeping a lot of money in cash because you don't want to um, run the risk of, you know, changes in the government, tax law changes, and, you know, that authority, right, over you and your money, or, or I should say, and this gate can be very hypocritical. So you might keep your money in cash, but you might be telling everybody else how they need to invest their money. So just notice what gates you have in your chart that are defined. And that's going to be gates that are, when they are colored in for you, that they are consistent. Like you have that energy all the time. You can draw on that energy all the time. And the other thing is, is if you don't have any gates defined in your spleen, like it's completely open or you you have some of the gates defined just be mindful. What is yours and what might have been someone else's, but you've been conditioned to taking on. Like my dad has a lot of gates in his spleen defined. And as I'm, you know, was learning more and going through the deconditioning process and learning about myself, a lot of the fear that I've had around money hasn't been my fear. Here we go back to generational trauma and, you know, our conditioning from our parents. And so some of that time that gets passed down to us and we take that on. So, you know, the biggest thing that I want to drive home here is the feeling of fear and what we do to avoid feeling our feelings with fear. If we can allow it, we can see it for what it is. And I'm sure you've heard the acronym before, like fear is just false evidence appearing real then we can courageously look at what our body is trying to show us and we can feel what needs to be felt. So first looking at your chart to see, okay, what gates are mine? And then am I feeling something around money fear-wise that isn't mine? Have I taken this on? Has this been a story that I have just assumed And it's been passed down because I haven't ever questioned it. So the first step is awareness. You know, the fear is pointing you to where you might have stories around money and where those stories might need attention to then be able to let go of, right? In order to have what you want. And fear doesn't necessarily mean stop. It just, it just shows you what needs attention. 
noticing, like I mentioned, what gates you have in your chart and how that shows up in either you hoarding your money, or it can also show up in you overspending your money. Both are signs of scarcity because there's a belief, right? Like there's not enough. So if you're hoarding, you're going to hold on to it because you feel like you don't have enough. You never know when you're going to have, you know, need it. And then if you're overspending, it's also scarcity a lot of times because it's like, I got to get rid of it as quickly. I mean, we do this unconsciously, right? We have to get rid of it as quickly as we can, because we have some story around having money. So once you notice where this shows up for you, then you just get to start choosing, okay, what beliefs do I want to keep? What beliefs are serving me? What do I want to let go of? And, you know, changing and looking at new stories, new thoughts and beliefs to adopt, to help you have a healthy relationship with money. And I always say like, start small and start simply. So where is one area of your life that it shows up for you, that scarcity shows up for you and notice when you're acting from fear and see that it's just feelings. So often I think, you know, fear has a very strong vibration in our body. And so because of it, we don't want to feel it. But the practice is to get good at feeling fear, get good at feeling shame or disappointment or guilt and be like a screen instead of a sponge. So you can allow the emotion to pass through you versus holding on to it. So let me know if this resonates for you. I would love to hear what gates you have and how this has affected, you know, do you, how this has affected you? Do you tend to overspend or do you tend to hoard your money based on some of the gates that you have? And if you found value in this episode, I would love it if you would go over to iTunes or your favorite podcast platform and leave me a review that helps me be able to reach more people. And as always, from my soul to yours.